0: You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous. Rochelle Marie Lawson
1: hello everyone and welcome to the Blissful Living show this is the queen of feeling fabulous Rochelle Marie Lawson and I just want to say it is a glorious day and it's a glorious day whenever we wake up and we are able to take a breath and get up out of bed and walk around and really enjoy our day and one of the phenomenal things about life is when you have laughter in your life it's contagious but it also helps you to uh, emit energy of joy within you and your cells actually respond to the laughter and the joy that's emitted throughout your body so um that's just a little just a little tickler because we've got some uh laughter that is going to be happening on the show today and I can't wait to share the guests with you but before I get started with that I want to um say a thank you to our sponsors of the show uh the first uh sponsor that I want to thank is the blissful living uh for you company at blissfulliving for com. You can check them out. They have some phenomenal specials and things to really help you keep your wellness, wisdom, and wealth in balance so that you can step into the life of your dreams. I highly suggest you check out their detoxification programs. Um, as we're heading towards the last part of summer and going to be transitioning into fall, you're definitely going to want to let go of some of that summer toxins you picked up, and the best way to do it is through a detoxification program. So Blissful Living has an abundance of various detoxification programs. I'm sure you'll find one that fits you and your needs. So check them out at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. The next sponsor that I uh, want to thank is the company All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. They have been a sponsor of this show since the beginning of the show, and they are a telecommunications installation company located in the heart of Silicon Valley. They've been in business for going on 31 years, and they are experts in network distribution, mainly voice data, fiber optic cabling, uh, installing wireless access points, audio, video, anything that you need to help you uh telecommute or telecommunicate more efficiently and effectively with those that you are serving, your clients, friends, family, uh business associates, whoever. If you have a need for that and you want a really good company that has um, not only the expertise and the years behind them, but give quality, quality work when it comes to installation of uh telecom network distribution systems and needs, you want to check out all day cable inc at all Day cable, inc. Dot com. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. I kind of gave you a particular with regards to laughter. Laughter is sometimes the best in medicine, and even those that are really chronically ill or sometimes on, I hate to say the deathbed, but on the last uh, lingering um, aspects of their life, when laughter is brought into their world, it helps them to feel better and it helps them to transition a lot easier. And, of course, you know, when you're not feeling good and uh, you're able to have laughter in your life or laughter in your day or laughter in that moment, it kind of changes things from a negative state to a positive state. So let me tell you about our guest today. Our guest today is Jerry Caruso. And Jerry is a stand-up comedian who loves to take his time to make people laugh. God blessed him with special talent, and he uses his gift in many ways. Besides being a stand-up comedian, Jerry is also an actor for Murder Mystery USA, an instructor of stand-up comedy at the community college level, a cable TV talk show host, a fundraiser, and a motivational speaker on Laughter is the Best Medicine. In his in his discussion or our conversation, you'll find out how laughter has numerous health benefits that people are not aware of. Laughter helps the brain, heart, lungs, stomach, and the bloodstream, just to name a few. And these health benefits are combined with some clean family humor about Jerry's life and uh it's it's guaranteed to make you laugh. Now, audiences have included many support groups from Haywood Hospital, Mercy Hospital, the Brain Injury Association, the Cancer Connection, as well as a Rotary Club of uh, Gardner, Professional Day in both North Shore Community College and Mount Wasuchik Community College. Um, and laughter is contagious, especially during Jerry's... Speaking engagements, we can't wait to hear him make us laugh. His philosophy is if he could make one person laugh each day, then he has helped to put his individual in a better and happier state. We must learn how to laugh and do it more often. So I'm going to stop right there, and I am going to say to our guest today, Welcome to the show, Jerry Caruso. It is a pleasure to have you with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure for me to be on and taking a break at work and just, you know, fixing computers during the day and making people laugh at night or during the day. It all depends. (laughs) I love it. I'm telling you, you know, everybody goes, you really fix computers and you make people laugh. I go, sometimes I combine them both because I can't fix anything. I make them laugh and they forget about their problems, so.
1: I love it. I love it. Laughter is the best medicine. So tell me, um, at what age did you find out that making laugh is something that you wanted to, making people laugh is something you wanted to do?
2: Well, when I was like in my uh, preteen years, I'd say seventh, eighth grade, so 12 or 13, I started to open up at family gatherings and just tell jokes about the family. And I get the evil eye because I'm. I'm Italian, so we get it constantly. So, you know, my mother didn't like my jokes. and They weren't hurtful, but were just bringing up the uh, shortcomings of being part of an Italian family, the rest of the family enjoyed it. But when I got home, I got, I got to talking to them to go, you're never going to do that again. And then the next time we go over for dinner, I'd have more jokes. Oh, and dad did <laughs> this. Oh, my God. You know, so then when I was in Catholic school at, Catholic no, oh Lordy, school.
1: I was going to say, Italian, you had to have gone. to I'm I'm, Sicilian, I'm half Sicilian, so I totally know you yes. had to have gone to Catholic school. So I'm sorry to that's interrupt. You. An
2: absolute, <laughs> that's an absolute prerequisite. You had to go to Catholic school. And <laughs> when, when I went, um, I used to entertain the 7th and 8th graders and 6th grade kids in the school yard. Now, the nuns didn't mind that because, you know, I was keeping them out of trouble. They'd stand and they'd watch me and they'd laugh at me and they'd have a grand old time. But then the nuns would be looking at me. They'd like, oh, "Get inside." I'd be like, "Okay, okay, show's over," you know, stuff like that. So they they weren't mad at me. And then I, so I'd say it like you know, twelve and thirteen. I just started to open up more and you know, continued in high school in my junior and senior years. It was so funny because. I also went to Catholic school. Again, a prerequisite. You were sentenced to twelve years in uh, school. So I said, okay, Catholic school. (laughs) And so I distinctly remember the senior banquet where, at the end of the year, when we all graduated, you know, they they picked up people with talent. I don't know how I wound up on that list, but I'm not going to argue. Someone on my list suggested me. There was a girl with a beautiful voice who sang. There was a girl who played the piano. Is that a pianist? I, I hate saying that. It doesn't sound right, but we'll just go so with that. And, and she played beautifully. And, that, and then I told jokes. And I remember distinctly looking at the principal and saying, like, we're all having a good time, right? You're staring at me because I was doing some jokes about the nuns. Nothing hurtful because it was in, in high school, and my parents were there, totally shocked, by the way. And when I told my <laughs> jokes, I go, Sister, we're having a good time because I'm getting ready to graduate. And this principal looked at me and she said, not yet, Mr. Caruso. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's my time. <laughs> and, that's but they, funny. Well, you know, it, like it's the kind of thing where I always look at it like, even when I was younger, you didn't you didn't have to be dirty to be funny. You didn't have to say four-letter words. You could just be funny, with, whether it be stories or you know, doing voices or just uh, you know jokes about uh, you know nuns. Like one of my favorite jokes, I always tell now. I said, oh, you know, I went to Catholic school. We had tough nuns. I should have known better. My first grade teacher, her name was Sister Mary Joe Fraser. You know, so <laughs> and people love that joke cause especially people my age and his buddies and all, because the kids look at me like, "Who's Joe Fraser? Is he a rapper?" Right. Or? You know, so, but I always find that, uh, like I said, you don't have to be dirty to be funny. That's why I love talking to support groups and civic groups and libraries and sometimes companies or colleges where, you know, you you don't have to be edgy to be funny. And and they enjoy it. and They learn something out of it. So it's kind of cool. Let
1: me... Let me ask you, with regards to, you know, utilizing or helping those that are in the hospital and the whole medical, uh, situation might be having a medical challenge or, you know, going through a tough time with their health and well-being. When you go in and you, um, you know, communicate or you have a conversation with those people and you make them laugh, what is something that strikes you as very memorable? from the conversations that you have where you've made these people that are not feeling good laugh, um, what is something that stands out to you with regards to the laughter that you've brought into their lives?
2: Well, the perfect example is for the longest while before the pandemic, probably four years, maybe five years, I was doing shows at a place called the Hope Lodge. If you've ever heard of the Hope Lodge, they we worked with the cancer society and they provide shelter, Uh, meals and uh, use of their facilities so that people can go from all over the country basically Uh, and they could go to Dana-Farber which is down the street from where the Hope Lodge in Boston, Massachusetts is and they get, you know, they could cook there and they don't have to pay a dime and yet they go for treatment. So my deal is I'll go in like during the week uh, once a month and just, you know, do a comedy show. Me and a friend, Paul Durant, he's a Younger comedians is doing it like six, seven years, but I've been doing it 27, 28 years. And what I find that if I can make them laugh, like one cancer patient told me once, you know, we may not be laughing on the outside because it hurts because of the treatment, but inside we're laughing. So thank you for doing that. And that just made me feel so good. And uh, also when cancer patients come up to me or the caregivers saying, like, we needed this. you have know, got a tough day and just to laugh. Uh, makes us feel, you know, not a hundred percent better, but you know, pretty close to it, because it gets them away from their pain, like like laughter can do for you. And so when they come and tell me that, I mean, they even come and tell me jokes. Some of them are funnier <laughs> than my jokes. That's that's that I don't like. Do you want to hear one of their jokes? It, it's a great clean joke.
1: Yeah, yeah. Share it with us. I'm, I'm sure anybody listening wants to have a laugh. So please share. That's
2: it. right. <laughs> So there was this patient that I always see, his name is Oscar. He's an Italian man, of course. Italians draw are Italians. And he's in his early 70s. And, you know, he's still doing good. He goes in and out for treatment, but brave, warrior. Like, I look at those people as, like, my heroes. Like, I don't know how they do it. I don't think I can do it, but they just come out with a smile. But anyway, he goes, Jenny, you tell him one of my jokes when you do your shows. I said, yeah. So here's one of my favorite jokes from Oscar in his honor. And I still say it every show I do that I headline. And I talk about, you know, entertaining cancer patients. So here's how it goes. This guy was driving a cab. He's looking in the backseat. There's a beautiful nun in the backseat. The nun goes, My son, why do you keep peering at me? Is there a problem? He goes, no, sister. I always had a fantasy to kiss a beautiful nun. I'm so sorry. He covers his face. She looks at him. She goes, Remove the hands from your face, my son. If you meet two of qualifications, I will give you a kiss. He goes, You will? She goes, Yeah, you must be single and Catholic. He goes, Oh my God, I'm both. He stops the cab at a part of her destination, hops in the back seat. She gives him the most longest, sensual, five minute kiss. He couldn't believe it. He was in heaven. He gets in the front seat, starts resuming driving her to a destination. He starts bawling his eyes out. She goes, my son, do I detect tears? He goes, yes, sister. I'm so sorry. I lied to you. I'm not single. I'm not Catholic. I'm married and I'm Jewish. She, <laughs> looks, at him and says, she looks at him and says, that's okay. My name is Kevin. I'm going to a costume party. <laughs> that's just such a great joke. Uh, thank you, Oscar. Oh, I
1: and, love and, it. That's this
2: is, the funny thing about it is, it's clean as can be, and uh, recently I had to, this is a sad story, but it's also a true story. I, my friend did lose his battle to cancer five years. He's another comedian, Bill Slemmer, my brother in comedy. I love him. And he knows that. Well, at his wake, his family said, are you coming to the services? I go, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Bill was a, like a brother to me. And they said, okay, we have a small favor. They go, can you? tell jokes at the wick. I go, are you kidding me? My wife looks at me, she goes, are you going to do it? I go, what am I going to tell them no? And so I get there, and it's, so, it's not funny, but it's funny because um, I'm in the line, the reception line, before I was going to do my thing. Saw the wife and the daughter and the son. I gave them my condolences, hugged them all, told them I was sorry. I get at the end of the line, her sister's at the end of the line from North Carolina, he goes hi Jerry, I heard all about you. She goes, we can't wait for you to tell jokes. I go, I'm sorry to hear about Bill. We know that, but he'd be so happy to hear you do it. I'm like, oh my god! Like hearing them line giving condolences, and, and and the girl goes, we heard all about you, and I'm like, oh my god. The priest really, really came to,
1: very, to hear your jokes, and of course, you know, celebrate. So it's. I mean, life, paying but condolences,
2: but jokes were second. I go, oh my god, God help me! Is this a standing And God goes, no, just do it. And I kept looking at the priest because first there was a priest. It's it's almost like people were opening for me, you know, like it was a real comedy show. The first was a priest yeah. pre- preaching nice words about him and, and about God and heaven, and then came a coworker, and she half funny, half serious stories about Bill, how he helped her along. And I'm like, how do I follow these two? And so I went up there and and the funny part about Bill is that it, he looked like Chuck Norris, like a young Chuck Norris. I'm sure you know him as an actor. Uh-huh. And also he also he wore a black leather jacket whenever he did comedy. So they had a picture of him and they also had like the uh they had the black jacket hanging. when I get to the front and, you know, he's not there. I, don't know. I look at the picture. I go, people, look at this. You look at this picture. You say, oh, my God, Chuck Norris died. And then I look at the black leather jacket. I go, Fonzie died too? And they all lost it. They all laughed. I go, thank God. <laughs> I didn't know how to open it, you know. But it, 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 was, it was an honor to do it, but it was such a unique thing. And my wife goes, if anybody could pull it off, it was you. I go, Robin, I just, it, it was like, not that God was speaking to me me because God's not going to tell these kind of jokes but they were all like clean jokes all his jokes and like it was a tribute to him but I did include that one about the nun. I looked up to the priest he goes very funny my son. I go okay <laughs> and I just kept going and said. So that's and
1: great go,
2: that's great
1: him, I mean you even got the priest's approval I mean that's 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 funny I had a a, a priest um, and uh I used to read for his mass and um <laughs> and he was a real. He was from LA, so he was a real Laker fan. And he was, you know, uh, you know. So and of course, me being from Northern California, I was a real Golden State Warrior fan. And <laughs> um, and so we used to go back and forth, with the, you know. And then I and then at one point I saw, I, I was said and he was a young guy. He was like around my age, so he was you know a young guy. And I, at one point I even said. I think we're having too much fun here, uh, you know, in, in the church because uh, we're just talking about basketball and I'm, you know, fading back and, like, I'm doing a fadeaway jump shot and you are too. <laughs> and so we both just start cracking up and then we stop and the the head uh, priest of the church, Father Rocha, was just standing in, like, you know, where you come in from the sacristy into in, onto the altar. And he was just standing there looking at us. And we were just like we looked at each other like two kids in Catholic school in trouble like we just got busted doing something by the police <laughs> and all he did was smile and shake his head and then he, and he said go what did he say he said something like go go lawyers or something and it was he was trying to blend Lakers with lawyers and it was just and we just all three cracked up it was just so <laughs> but we were like oh my god we followed a road try, you know and it was, but it, it's just you know funny 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 um, times and so. Just to shed a light that you know they do have they do have uh, uh, humor within their lives and and you know share funny stories as well. But uh, you know it's great that they were receptive of your comedy. You know when you were doing this for your friend. Now I want to ask you, um, what made you stick with comedy? Because you've been doing it for a long time. You know, so what made you stick with it uh, for all these years?
2: Well, what happened was, like, I kept getting more into it. And, you know, the more people laughed, it's like, you know, it, the more they laughed, I said, I must be doing good because I was always open with, uh, you know, please, people, I advise you to drink because the drunker you are, the funnier I am, you know. It's a standard line, and people would get into it. And then slowly but sure, it the, the laughter would be consistent. And I just stuck with it and, you know, tried some new stuff or i Try old stuff and redo it, and, and but I also knew that if I put tons of emotion into it, they'd really get it and be into it. And you, you know, as, as time went on, I just enjoyed doing it. And then I kept doing more benefits and charities and fundraisers, and that made me feel good inside. And then when I got to the Hope Lodge or Brain Injury Association or a place like that, it was like so rewarding. And I go, wow, how can I stop doing this? Like. Like, my wife would say, when are you going to stop doing it? And I go, uh, uh, I don't know. After retirement, she goes, after retirement, you'll be gone. I go, there you go. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I just, I just I, it's it, it just, you you love it so much, and, like, like, what you do is great, and I'm sure you love doing it, uh, you, you know, because people listen, and you, you're providing some kind of service, whether it's a form of entertainment or advice or anything. So, I find the same thing, like, and I always think, too, that, you know, God gives you talents that you use. And if you don't use them, you know, you're going to, 10 years later, you're going to say, like, gee, I wish I did that. So, I keep doing it and branching out into different things. Like, my friend keeps saying, Jerry, you're going to get a new hobby. Like, you act, you teach, you do comedy, you fundraise, you have a radio show. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, okay, okay, yeah, all right, you know. And I keep finding different venues to do, which some comics don't like to. Like, if I ask a comic to do a church, they go, no, 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 you don't want lightning to come through the church. I go, well, I'll clean it up. They go, I can't clean it up, you know, so I, I will do that. You know what I like? I like when I do churches and I do a cute little Jesus joke. It's not insulting, trust me. You won't have to worry about lightning. I always say, right. like, oh, yeah, but back in the days when, you know, Jesus was popular performing miracles, he went to a group of teenagers, and they said, boy, that Jesus guy, he's really a cool guy. They go, oh, yeah, yeah, I wish we could meet him. And Jesus spoke up. He goes, I'm Jesus. And they looked at him and said, No way. He goes, Yahweh. You know, like this. It's a cute joke. And if you think about it, that's what these are called. you got to call oh gotta explain goodness. it. But,
0: that's, you know,
2: every that's... church is receptive to it, you know, because it's cute and I'm not making fun of them, you know. I'm just, right. you know, I'm just right. like a play on words. So, you know, and laughter opens up the doors to anything. I'm telling you. Conversation, uh, you know, in, engaging, uh, you know, just. You know, people who don't say anything. Like, I'll talk to people on an elevator, and they're just looking at me like, uh, here's, "Here's my wallet." I go, "No, no, 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 no." I'm just telling these jokes, you know. You know I right. Say, you know. But it's fun.
1: Oh, I love Long it. Long-winded
2: answer.
1: I love it. I mean, no, it's it's great. I mean, it, it's something that you found that you really love, and you know, that's the whole one of the gifts of life is, you know, people sometimes go all through their life and really never find that one thing that they they love they they just are always searching and to be able to find something at a young age that you love doing and to be able to continue doing it where you actually bring happiness and joy into people's lives is a, is a great thing, right? So th- that is um, a blessing and we're thankful that you discovered your passion at such a young age and have been able to utilize <laughs> it in helping so many people do things. Now, you said, I mean, I read in your, you know, um, as I was introducing you about you do teach stand-up comedy. So... Um, how do you, how did you get into teaching it? It's one thing to do it, but how do you get into, how did you get into teaching others how to do it?
2: Well, cause I went to, um, uh, there's a local community college, Mount Watchusa Community College and Garden of Mass. And it's a great school. And I approached them. I go, Hey, I'd like to teach comedy. And they go, how do you do that? And I go, I don't know. Just, you know, I have a book to go by, uh, by Judy Carter. She's famous out in the Hollywood area. And, uh, um, she wrote a book, uh, 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 Stand-Up Comedy is a book. It's a really hot title, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so I use that as my guideline. So, you know, I'll teach like four or five classes, and then I'll have a live show. They go, oh, okay. And so when I did that, I just tell people, if you want to take the course, if you have an interest in doing comedy, you want to learn how to do public speaking, you want to sharpen up as a DJ, or you want to just go out and have fun, or just do it as a thing, you know, to meet new people. And somehow that sold, and in, in for almost, let's see, uh, 99, I'm, I'm trying to do math on the radio, that's pretty bad. Over 20 years, <laughs> so 20, 21 years, and, and, you know, uh, three different colleges, more, more so at this college, but, uh, and people like to take it. I've had people who are managers, nurses, uh, social workers, I had an author take my course, and it's like, um, it's so, fun just to see people grow or people just do it just for that fifteen minutes of fame or that five minutes of fame and then they just say, Oh, I'm glad I did it. I met some new friends. I'll come and see the shows. And, you know, so it's kind of a kind of a cool thing. And the funny thing about it is this local radio station across the street says, We're gonna have you on because we never heard of someone teaching comedy before. I go, okay. So they didn't like me because the first thing that I opened up with I mean the interview went well but it was just so funny. They go, what does it take to do Comedy. They go, what does it take for someone to take your class? What tools do they need? What What do they need in their arsenal in order to take your class? Straight face, mm-hmm. I looked at them, and I said, $80. That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that answer. I go, yeah, look, at it. they. Just, if they think they're funny, that's fine, but you're going to pay me for it. You're going to pay the college for it to take this. Right. Uh, the course. They weren't crazy. They weren't crazy about that answer, but I thought it was a great joke. But you know, oh, that's but, uh,
1: that's funny. I mean, you they they asked and you gave them the answer.
2: Yeah, that's my honest answer. You know? Just give me some money and you're you're in. You know, it's like, but it's but it's fun it, it, and I get to meet a lot of people. Like this weekend, we're doing a show to raise money for a gal battling cancer for ten years, and she needs money for a specialized treatment that costs ten thousand dollars. Like, I may not raise. A big amount, but it would be a chunk that I'll hand to her. And we already did another show last month. Where we gave her a small chunk of money, but anything to help her out. But i got students coming with me who want to help, and yet that gives them stage time to practice or just to, you know, do their thing. And it's going to be at a church, so we're going to be squeaky clean, and I look forward to it. So it should be a lot of fun.
1: Oh. That's beautiful. So now tell me, what is, um, and I would like the audience to know more about this as well, what is Comics for a Cure? What is that all about?
0: Well,
2: back in 1994, I did a show for, uh, not that it's not popular now, but it was for AIDS research. And my good friend, Tony Marcus, uh, he saw me do the show. We became friends shortly thereafter. He goes, you know what, Jerry? He goes, uh... You're a very funny guy. I couldn't understand him. I thought he was a gangster or whatever. He had the raspy voice. He goes, ah, he goes we're going to do more shows. We're going to think of the name of the group, Comics for Something. I go, I don't know. It rolled out my tongue. I said, Comics for a Cure. And since 1994, we've done shows for you know local causes, worthy causes, nonprofits like Relay for Life or Dana Farber or any organization, you know, people raising money like someone had a house fire or a, or someone, uh, you know, the, their, their child is ill, you know, people will come around and, you know, they'll donate money. And what good way than just to tell jokes and people will come and support you and just have a grand old time. And and then you incorporate raffles and all kinds of stuff. And so Comics for Cure has been doing that straight through 1994 up until now. So, you, you know, it's one of these things like, you know, he helped me put it together, he helped me launch it, and he was with me for five years, then he moved away, and I think he's back. But, you know, I want to get him involved again because, you know, I've done some great shows, even for, you know, uh, food pantries, for Cancer Society, multiple sclerosis, MS, um, uh, you name it. It goes on and on, animal shelters. I mean, it's great. You know, it's just great to turn around, and, you know, it's a good way to get back. And so many comics want to do it with me because. They enjoy doing it. I have good friends like Bob Sheehy, Thomas Mitchell, uh, Greg Bogus, Kennedy Richard, uh, uh, Dave Decker, just to name a few, who will show up and just do it. Paul Durant, Bill Slammer. I mean, the list goes on and on, but they love doing it because they know it's fun, it's organized, and it's going to be a great time. And people, hey, nobody at a benefit or a fundraiser is going to heckle you because they're going to ruin the entire show. Right. You know, that's the way I look at it, too. You know,
1: they're, they're yeah, not going to... Yeah, they don't, they don't want to be that person, right? You, do you, know? do, yeah. Do, do. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, we're coming towards the end of our show, and I want to ask you, or I want to have you share with the listeners, where can they, you know, learn more about you or, you know, see you perform your comedy or, you know, anything that involves just the humor that you provide and the laughter and joy that you bring to people's heart. Where can people get more of Jerry?
2: More of Jerry? Oh, God. Imagine if there was another one. (laughs) What a world. Um, So uh, Facebook is real easy to to follow me on because, you know, just look up Jerry with a J, Caruso, C-A-R-U-S-O, and I have a Facebook page, shows my schedule or things that I've done or things that I talk about, uh, things I get involved in. Um, also, I have a website, oh, this is way too long, but I'll do it, www.jerrygcarusocomic.webs.com. And, you know, I, I throw stuff on there, sometimes I throw links, uh, you, you know, to different YouTubes that I've done, but, you know, they can find out, or you know, they could always get a hold of me. I'm on LinkedIn, too. But it's like that way of people, like I always tell people, too, like just because I'm in Massachusetts, it doesn't mean I couldn't do anything virtual for anybody or do a podcast or do a right. Zoom. I'd love to have you on my Zoom, too, by the way. Oh, I would love you. that. That'd be I fun. And that. we get to, yeah, we'll I have will a good do time. that. Yeah, that'd be fun. And, and we get to talk about what you do and stuff like that and see face-to-face and say, like, oh, my God, you know, because, you know, people <laughs> always say, you're like 65 and you do comedy. I go, what? Is there a rule? Am I supposed to stop? Am I supposed to give it up and move to Florida and wear polyester suits and white shoes? No, I'm yeah, not. Yeah,
1: exactly. No.
2: <laughs> so that's like what, what people I- get.
1: You know, the stereotypical uh, retired Italian uh, Easterner that he moved to Florida, you know where we're going,
0: uh, I, you know,
1: with that, uh, you know, my, my family, my Sicilian family is in uh, Massachusetts uh, uh, as well. And so it just, you know, you're supposed to be in Florida with the white shoes.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It's been great, Jerry. It's I, I would, I, you know, I would. We'd love to go on, but before we, before I go into like the closing, I want you to just give your website one more time, um, sure, for those that are listening.
2: www dot you know dot with a little period um, Jerry <laughs> G I know Caruso Comic dot webs dot com. It's a long one, I know but that's a that's so i guess again, it, a free website
1: well is it is it com- it is it uh comic dot web or webs with an s
2: web webs like okay. a, w- w- like plural of web uh webs.com, yeah. and, webs dot uh, com like yeah Webs, like
1: webs okay yeah okay right.
2: and, and and you know cool. people, people could always you know like i will have zooms on there uh sometimes podcasts and um you know, clips from different shows sometimes. But, you know, I'm, I'm not about being showy, but I like giving a message that, hey, you know, God gives you the ability to make people laugh. Go and do it and go help people at the same time. It's, it, as they say in Boston, it's wicked easy. So it's like, it, you yeah, know, it's it's it, it. a great time. Love it too. Love Thank it. you so much for having me. You're the best. God thank bless you, me.
1: Jerry. Yeah. Thank you. I've been smiling like, you know, smiling the whole show. Like my, my cheeks are like, you know, just like <laughs> – Smile.
2: Love it. It's, I love it. You know, oh,
1: you it's, just, it's great. It, it's, I mean, you just I'm,
2: made I'm my sure night. People, I just want to tell my wife that.
1: Good. Because yeah. I'm sure people listening <laughs> are going to be smiling. You know, they're driving or whatever, cleaning the house or cooking or whatever they're doing when they're to the show. You know, they're going to have the smile on their face um, um, because you can't help it. And, you know, uh, laughter is some of the best natural holistic medicine out there. So thanks, Jerry, for the work that you do and just, you know, all the goodness and laughter that you bring. To people, and I know you bring laughter to people that are other and otherwise, you know, uh, dire or hopeless uh, states. So it's a blessing um, to have you on the show, and a blessing, and you're a blessing to the world. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. I really, really, as a healthcare uh, professional, I really, really appreciate people like you that can come in and lighten the hearts of those that are, you know, ooh, suffering. Ooh. Um,
2: ooh, do I yeah. smell a Zoom coming on? At your health care <laughs> facility. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that would be cool. yeah. That would okay. be cool. Yeah, yes, there we go. Will. All right. Yeah. So look for an email, and we'll set up something, okay? For I'd sure. love to have you on. So, that. You, you
1: thank you, Jerry. And to all the listeners out there, please share the show. Subscribe if you love what you hear. Subscribe to the show. Share it with those that you love and care about. um, Pass the word on, uh, particularly about Jerry and this particular show, but share it, share it, share it. The more laughter we can bring into the world, the better. And uh, the more people we can get subscribing to the show, the more we can make laughter and all the other great episodes on the Blissful Living show uh, go around the world and touch people who really need to hear the messages of the guests. So thank you, listeners. Thank you to the sponsors, Blissful Living For You Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at com. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And until next time, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your heart and soul and tranquility to your spirit. Take good care everybody and may you have lots of laughter in your day joy, in your day so it can fill your heart with lots of joy. Take good care everybody and goodbye. Thank
0: you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for you link right here on the Blissful Living network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24 7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.